Welcome to episode 227 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Hello. It is Tuesday night, February 13th. And tonight, we're going to do a little sousant of movie news. Sousant? That's right, baby. It's French talk. We're going to talk a little Venom Without Venom trailer. We're going to talk about D.B. Weiss and David Benioff being awarded a Star Wars trilogy of their own. And the burning question, do we need a Masters of the Universe movie? But before we get to the hard-hitting topics, we do housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. McSauce.com is the home for all things McSauce, comic strips, reviews of comic books, and the podcast that you're listening to right now. You can follow us on our fan page if you go to Facebook, type in McSauce, it'll pop up. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter the same way. And if you happen to be listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, you can leave us a review. You can leave us a five-star review and uh, say some great things about us on iTunes. Not sure how Stitcher works, though. So uh, It helps us get noticed. If you like us and want other people to like us, like we would like other people to like us, Leave us a review. Yep. Like please, five please star do. review. Big five yeah. star review. Big fat five star review. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What do we want to talk about tonight, guys? Well, I think uh, I got to bring something up Uh-oh. from uh, last week, episode 226. Oh, this is right. I forgot. Uh, White Walls. Mm, it's a good episode. It's a pretty good episode. It's kind of contentious episode between Paul and I, and uh, I I need to uh, kind of concede a f- fact that I was arguing last week about uh, the casting of the Han Solo movie. Uh, there's a an actor named uh, Ansel El- Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. What a ugly name. name. Ugly name. It really is. Uh, and and uh, Paul felt like he would have been a good choice based on his you know appearance and uh, apparently resume. His, his resume, his acting prowess. He felt like he had the chops based on some of the things that he had seen. I felt like he was basing that opinion strictly on his his wardrobe from Baby Driver, which I still kind of stand by. But I will say this: I wasn't giving that kid credit for his face because he's got like the 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 triangle right like his nose and his lips it's it's pretty much Harrison Ford uh, so you went out and researched his nose and his lips and uh, well you've come back with the hard evidence that it looks good I didn't specifically go out there to uh, research the nose and lips but when I pulled up pictures of him basically to just justify how idiotic Paul was I was like oh maybe I'm an idiot because he looks pretty good now with that said I think the kid that they got probably is still a better choice uh, but because it's more than you know just like the nose and lips that a character Matt just to be clear I want Ansel Elgort wanted Ansel Elgort because I think he is a good actor right I know not because he fits a certain look. Oh well, I gotta give. I mean, I think he could. He 
does have like the Harrison Ford lips and like the resemblance is close enough, but I think he's a really good actor. Okay. Well, I didn't, that I'm not conceding, at least not yet, but what kind of a concession is this? <laughs> well, I thought that he, he looked better than I gave him credit. I felt like we were giving him credit on his, uh, on his ability to fill the role based on his look, which I felt was based on his wardrobe more than anything, but that's not true. Uh, he, he looks better than I gave him credit for to be like a Harrison Ford, young Harrison Ford or Han Solo. That's all. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, every so often, we revisit something from a previous episode, something sticks on our craw, and not often. One of us is like, hey, I was a dummy. I'm not saying you were saying you were a dummy, Matt. Uh, no, I, saying, I wasn't. You know, I was pretty We, we often we revisit things like, hey, Godzilla did do pretty good. <laughs> sometimes sometimes our, our, uh, our most... What's the word, Paul? What am I looking for? Like, wh- when we dig our heels in the most, it's when we're at our most uninformed. Yeah, our, and our most stubborn, stubborn moments. Yeah, or also our most uninformed. And I, I think that I qualified last week. Well, thanks, buddy. Thank so, you. So, do we, do we want to talk about the Venomless Venom trailer? Yeah, let's get into that. We just watched it. We just <gasps> refreshed our memory. We saw it earlier in the week. And uh, Sony has finally uh, revealed their first teaser trailer for the character Venom movie comes out in October, which surprises me. It feels like, boy, that's just kind of right around the corner. Yeah, kind of like the, you know, the Han Solo trailer release. Here's a trailer. It's coming out next week. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, last year we complained about seeing too much in trailers and the studios (laughs) (laughs) took our word and said we won't. Show you anything they until you're walking in the theaters. They didn't. They didn't rate us on iTunes or Stitcher, but they took what we were saying to heart, and we're like, "Oh, we're showing you too much." How about it's, nothing, fools? It's not just that. It feels like movie production uh, speeds are at an all-time uh, high in terms of how quickly they can basically make a movie, and uh, that doesn't automatically mean like good things, right? Like. Sometimes, you know, it turns out to be a piece of shit. The only movie that seemed to really take forever was Batman v Superman. Remember, that was like a nine-year production. Yeah, Uh, I feel like one of our first episodes was us talking about the name of Batman v Superman, and we didn't get that movie until was it was it it was two years ago at this point. Technically, it was well. Technically, yeah, it was. It would it'll be two years in March. Yeah, but uh, I mean. Star Wars movies are made now in, I mean, they're going to make episode nine in less than two years, beginning to, you know, like it, it, it basically isn't even written yet. I think J.J. Uh, Abrams had like an outline that he presented in January. When are they supposed to start filming that? What, in the spring? This spring? Yeah. That's in like two months. No, no, this spring for 2019, right? No, 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 no. When like, are they going to start make start filming episode nine? I think this spring. Yeah, that's in two months. That's pretty quick. Uh, well, 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 release date is in 2019, though, right? Right, the end of next year. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not that quick. 
But for making a Star Wars movie, I feel like a year and a half is pretty quick considering it used to take a good three years. You know? They've mastered it, Matt. The science of... It's just like back in the day when it took a week to make a burger and then McDonald's came around and they perfected the burger making process and now we have McStar Wars. (laughs) Well, uh... I mean, like, this Venom movie that's coming out, I feel like they just started production on it, like, a couple months ago, and we've got a teaser for it already, you know? It feels like do this... We? Or did we? Or did we see it a trailer the... for <clears throat> Untitled Tom Hardy Mission Impossible? It was the definition of tease. But, no, it wasn't, because it really... Did it really tease you? Did... I, I was thoroughly teased. Were you... Yeah, but tease makes makes it feel like it, it it does something to elicit you wanting more. I would like to see what Venom looks like. <laughs> I would like to have seen what Venom looks like. Right, but like you saw that, so, and you like, ooh, I want more. Give me more from what they showed us. Yeah, no, like no, it looks like like it look it looks like the fucking Shia LaBeouf Eagle Eye trailer. <laughs> What? Something's, what a deep something's happening with him. He's getting away. He's trying something's to escape happening. mystery people. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Uh, well, isn't a tease like, get back here, you little tease? That's how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> and his voice is the worst. He's supposed to be such a great actor. And I thought, like, that's that's acting. Yeah, but like every time I believed I, he was someone different. Every time I see him, he fucking sounds like that. I'm like, uh, like isn't doesn't he sound normal? Even in the Revenant, he sounded fucking goofy. Yeah, he he, he was putting on some weird like West Virginia stop. by way of Pittsburgh yeah. by way of like colonial right. style. But see, that's that's the opposite of what you just said, Paul. Every time we see him, he sounds completely different. Yeah, no, it's it's but the, never good. It's the it's, bad. it's the tone. It's like I all, get you can all you can remember it though. You know we all remember Bane. I get you putting on an accent, but but it's always it's coming from some like weird back like throat place. That's how, that's where wait, he wait. that's and where I'm, I'm like, sorry, is that his, is I'm that his sure real voice? I'm not, I can't hard do that again. Speak for real, I know. haven't you? Yeah, that's it. That's what it sounds like every it time I hear sound him all speak. Froggy, like except that. in. Except in, in Mad Max, because he had no he lines. Bar- he had no voice uh, in that movie. Uh, that's that was Mad Max. Just a couple, couple. <laughs> have you ever have grunts. you seen Inception? Yeah, that's but his I don't voice really in Inception. Like in you, that, it, exactly, the that's way? the point. That's his point. He needs Isn't his... it the same thing though. Isn't no, it he, like no? He, it's a regular like British dude voice. The same as he he sounds like that in Taboo as well. It's his regular no, voice. I, it always I I think it's a it, it's too froggy. It it's, absolutely it's is froggy, he but I don't think it's voice. as real. It he's putting it on though. He needs to cut it out. We remember it. We're talking about it. We spent two minutes because on what voice. else are we going to talk about? Right. The trailer <laughs> didn't show we've us been, we've anything. Been, we've been thoroughly voice teased. So okay, so we see Eddie Brock, right? He, Presumably, I didn't see a. I didn't see a news badge. I didn't see any resemblance of an Eddie Brock that I'm familiar it had, with. It had the voiceover that was reminiscent of like a voiceover like in the... It, it's like... In when the wire. It, in the Fantastic Four trailer, right? The first one that finally came out and you had the voiceover and it really like did a slick job of not really showing anything, but like 
throwing some dramatic music in there and, and, uh, you know, having a voiceover that's kind of interesting. That's what this tried to do. Uh, it had the dramatic music and it had um, a voiceover, which a weird voice over. And um, I didn't even realize it was Tom Hardy until we watched it the second time. Hey, man, and he's an actor. He's it, making he, choices. He was making choices. He's made like he was uh, he sounded like a black guy from New York. Yeah, it was a Brooklyn-style accent. I was like, oh, shit, Robbie Robertson's going to be in this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we got we got our first look at Eddie Brock, and uh, obviously he looks nothing like you know the, the, the classic version of Eddie Brock. And I don't mean just the version of Eddie Brock from the original like storyline with the flat top, but I mean, that's, that's his look. Like that's what he looks like right now in the Venom storyline that's running through all, or it just concluded, but it ran through like all the Spider-Man books, including Venom. There was an artist that was drawing that in. I, I don't remember his name, but he looked like kind of a, a wannabe McFarlane style. Mm. And, uh, and he had the flat top and the blonde hair and everything. And this just, that ain't him. So, he basically looks like, you know, Peter Parker, the way Peter Parker dresses like in the uh, Spider-Man movies with the hoodie and just kind of like normal dude. I don't know. The, this movie didn't, or this trailer didn't do a whole oh, you, lot. You mean Tom Hardy just looks like normal dude? Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, he, he looks like, you know, Shia LaBeouf from Eagle Eye. <laughs> <laughs> just guy trying to Did get away from Mystery Did you just watch Eagle Eye forces. or something? No. Something about like something about the color of this trailer, like the some of the aerial shots looking down on the city streets. Something about this trailer made me think of the Eagle Eye that's trailer. Old. I never even that's saw very Eagle Eye, but that's what that reminds me of because it's just it's mystery guy mystery being hunted panic. by mystery people. Yeah, done. Like yeah. and that that like that that's it. I want like and I you know. This kind of ties into my enjoyment of the last episode of Legends of Tomorrow because, you know, Arrow has been on for five seasons now. Arrow's kind of built its own box that it has to play in. There's certain characters the Arrow universe can only pull from. Same with The Flash now. It's been on long enough that it has its own thing. It's kind of, you know, down, down its own lane. But... Legends doesn't have the popularity that Arrow and the Flash have, and they have this entire DC toy box to play with. So they can do whatever the fuck they want. And that's one of the reasons I like Legends so much is because they can, like last episode, they pulled in Matt Ryan's Constantine, who is probably the best representation of a comic book character on screen. It's... He is That's high praise. He's he is really high at on, on that list. But they can pull Constantine in, you know, they can pull like, you know, Commander Steel and they can do all this different stuff and they're not hampered by oh, audiences are going to think this or you know, we have we don't have these characters because we lent them to Marvel. Like there's they can do whatever the fuck they want. And then I watched this Venom trailer and I'm like, why aren't we leaning into why people want to see this like why aren't we giving the answer is that what the, the fuck they want they're furiously finishing up the visual effects as we speak but right how now. much different are the visual effects on this going to be than 
the Spider-Man Three Venom. I uh, mean, Venom's that that's uh, that was Venom. I mean, he yeah. wasn't really huge. Was he huge? Uh, I don't think so because he was pretty much built around the frame of of um what's his Toby face? Maguire. No. Um, oh, um, Topher Grace. Yes, is even worse. Yeah. So like, he's gonna look the same. I mean, there's precedent for making this. Like, why didn't we see Venom? Yeah, that's why I'm not going to see Tom Hardy. I'm gonna see. I want to see Venom. Yeah, I, I mean now I want to see this wacko accent, crazy stuff. Like I'm in for that for for Brooklyn Hardy. But yeah, I I don't know, man. Um, I'm telling you, like those visual effects are not done, and they're not in a place where they're comfortable putting them out there for people to see them. Yeah, I. So you think it's a, it's a production reason, not a, not a business decision. Yeah, I think so. Did they just start filming this movie in September or October, somewhere around there? I don't like, know. There's this absolutely seems to be getting off on like a really, like it seems to be rolling pretty quick now that yeah. they're like, I feel like they just said Tom Hart. It's just been made official. Because there were, I feel like there were rumors for a long time, and recently they were like Tom Hardy's doing Venom, and they were like, "Oh shit, a trailer!" He, he really, they really are doing this. We caught him on the street doing Venom. Yeah, like I don't know. Um, what do we want from a just, Venom solo movie? They like pulled, really, they just pulled scenes from Tom Hardy in other movies, and we're, and we're like, "This is Venom." They colored them all the same. They yeah. stacked them together. This is the Venom movie. That's cool. What are, what do we want from a Venom movie? Yeah, I'm not tied to Venom at all. Like uh, you guys are the early '90s comic guys. You know, you you were in the trenches for the advent of Eddie Brock and Venom. You know, created by McSauce's own Todd McFarlane, patron 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 saint. Patron saint. So, like, I mean, you guys, I think have a have I would expect you to have more heart invested in Venom than it, I do. For me, it's and I'm sure Matt agrees. It's one of those. I don't even know why they're really making this movie. Uh, I feel like Venom works best as a foil to Spider-Man, and I guess we're gonna get some Tom Hardy Spider-Man in this. But uh, I I just kind of want to see him as the ultimate villain for Spider-Man, and that's how I like my Venom. Yeah, this movie looks like they're trying to make. Uh, Eddie Brock, a character that has to wrestle with his demons. It seems like it's going to be a lot of like trippy head game kind of stuff where he is kind of fighting with himself almost, uh, where he is more of a victim than anything. And I don't care about that. He is the anti Spider-Man. He's the, the, the black version of Spider-Man, you know, the scary monster version. And, um, that's when he works. Any other, iteration of this character has really never worked so (laughs) i thought maybe it would be cool but like i mean maybe it will be maybe this will be scary or something and it'll be good but like based on this trailer uh, and my um general assumption that this isn't going to obviously be a a villain to spider-man this movie yeah yeah, I, I I agree with that. I want I want Venom to be a a bad guy. Like I don't want him to be struggling with keeping the symbiote in control, and you know eventually like 
turning him into the hero by 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 the end of the movie. Like I don't know how you write a movie with just the bad guy because he should be the bad guy. Like Eddie Brock isn't even Eddie Brock isn't even a gray area character the way Deadshot is a gray area character. Like Deadshot's just a mercenary. He does blow, fucks prostitutes, you know, he kills people for money. And then he takes that money and he sends it to his daughter to make sure she can go to school and she has supplies and clothes and a place to live. That's like, not gray area. That's still pretty deplorable. Right, but Eddie Brock, like, it wasn't he, like, I fucking hate Peter Parker, I'm going to kill Peter Parker. And that's what attracted the suit to him? More or less. I mean, his hatred. He wasn't, like, actively seeking out a way to murder Peter Parker, but he definitely hated him because Peter Parker outed him as, like, a, yeah, a fraud. And, I mean, I think that uh, Eddie Brock was is a lot less bad of a guy than a mercenary. Because Eddie Brock does have a code where he doesn't harm innocent people, and he That's tries the to, lethal protector version yeah. of, of Venom. But that was never Venom. Well, no, no, no. I mean, he would always say like, oh, "I'm going to leave these people out of it." Um, in the in the like Eric Larson really? stuff, yeah. In the Amazing Spider-Man, he goes out of his way, thing. and he's like, like he will, he'll show up at Peter's house mm-hmm. and talk to him. Wow, Aunt May is there, but he's not there to hurt anybody else. And there was the um, it was it was the storyline where it was two issue storyline where um, they go to the island and Peter Parker fakes Venom into thinking that right. he's killed him and he keeps him on that island for a while. Um, he he at the beginning of that storyline, Venom does mention something about like, well, we have to take this someplace where there won't be any innocence involved and it's just me and you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is part of him and that is sort of a gray area thing, yeah. but he's... I thought Eddie Brock he's was just a bad, a bad guy. guy. Um, that that's He's a bad guy with a code. I mean, he that is part of Venom's M.O., is that he wants to kill Spider-Man. Yeah, he's a, right, he's a jerk. I mean, you know, like... Doctor Doom is much more of a bad guy. So, do you think the would the Tom Holland cameo be like a, a flashback? And now we're picking up with like the big the big battle's been over. Now we're picking up no, Eddie Brock trying to pick up the pieces I after trying looks, to kill Spider Man. It looks like this is more of an origin because we see the symbiote in the trailer. Uh, Assuming it hasn't um, bonded with anyone. bonded with Eddie Brock yet, uh, it, it looks like when he's on the table and he's screaming and with that funny little video effect, uh, the the fast shake, the fast shake, the old fast shake, <laughs> the old quick shake, <laughs> the old quick shake, Brock. So uh, it, I don't know, maybe is that when he he joins with the with the symbiote it looked like it's, um, it's starting to take effect yeah it looked like I thought it looked like something like his veins were getting darker in his neck or something towards the end <laughs> my um, guess my guess is they're trying to figure out what's going on with him like it's already in him right right and they're they're scoping him out and then he's gonna he's 
going to venom out and yeah. so, take, I mean, place out, what, take the place out. What were they thinking by releasing this, this teaser trailer? Like, releasing a teaser for a movie that is, uh, what, eight months away? Eight, nine months away? Uh, and, and not showing or really even hinting at the main character. You know, like, I think they released Godzilla trailers, like maybe the first Godzilla teaser trailer and didn't show Godzilla. Non-comic book fans are going to be pissed when they think this is Michelin, Mission Impossible with Tom Hardy. And e- then they see Eagle the Eye next too. trailer. <laughs> when they think it's, when Eagle. They think it's Eagle Eye 2. <laughs> and then they see the next trailer and Venom's in it. And they're going to be like, what the fuck what is the this? What the fuck? Where's Shia LaBeouf? I like, the, I, like the, I like the story that Eddie Brock is just a shady reporter. And then he gets this power like Tom Hardy's riding a fucking motorcycle with cars flipping behind him down New York streets. Like he's already action hero. Were there like, cars flipping? I don't remember that. There yes, were? Yeah. There were. Okay. Like I I I want him to be like a mild mannered guy that just lets this thing take over him. Yeah. Well, Eddie That's Brock a more was never like story. a mild mannered kind of guy. He was like a juiced <laughs> up. Yeah, he was like was on he? roids. Yeah, like he didn't get big because of the symbiote. Like he was like, was he explicitly doing steroids or was he just like a bodybuilding? That I don't recall. I don't recall. But he was huge. He was like a much bigger guy than like Peter Parker. Guess he's closer to Eddie Brock than I thought. Yeah, I mean, Topher Grace was really poorly cast. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. But I think that. He looks without the flat. He doesn't have a flat top. I I concede that. But he physically is the size of Eddie Brock. Well, the maybe the width. Ma- it, not maybe the not the height. Isn't Tom Hardy's like five fucking seven or something? <laughs> isn't he? Short. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Topher Grace, Matt, basically the official they... McSauce heightist, <laughs> heightologist. Uh, Topher Grace was basically like another Peter Parker. Only he was the one with frosted tips and. You know, kind of uh, douchebaggery. Yeah. I kind of like that's that angle on it because it was just a flip of Peter Parker. Yeah, but we already got a flip of Peter Parker earlier in the movie. We didn't need an actual With what when he was doing jazz, right? Hands when and he shit. was the dark version oh, of himself. Well, not to review Spider-Man yeah, I mean, Three, I but I I don't think that movie was executed properly. But I like the theory of where they were going that like Eddie Brock was more like Peter Parker. He was just a jerk Mm. other than like him being like the big, like physical jock version of Peter Parker. Well, he wasn't the physical jock version. He was just a big jock that joined with the symbiote. And then when he did that, uh, because it had been on Peter Parker previously, it kind of like assumed this like spider, type persona. I don't know. Like, I don't think that Eddie Brock was ever supposed to be a mirror of Peter Parker. Right. Venom is a mirror of Spider-Man, but I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, we we spent entirely too long talking about (laughs) this dumb teaser trailer that we thought looked stupid. Without talking about the trailer itself, like, what was the point of this release? Showing nothing this far out. Like, why not wait three or four more months and then release a trailer that actually shows Venom because this hypes nobody like anybody that saw it isn't like 
I'm pretty stoked for it, unless it's just to create awareness. I think that's probably what it is, because there's so much stuff coming out this year yeah. that you have to make some space and you have to remind people that this thing is out there in October. So it is, it's just sort of like a reminder, like, hey, this thing's coming out in October. Hey, positives. I really like that they use the Venom logo, I was the Venom say type that. treatment. Well, they didn't even do that. They used the V from the Venom type treatment. The rest of it wasn't? No, the rest just of the it? V. It, there was, it didn't say Venom. I thought it was close enough. No, that, but it was. No, 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 no. You're right. It is that font, but there, it doesn't say Venom. It just like, had the it letter just, V. Yeah. Are you saying like October? No, no, no it said it said Venom the very the very beginning. It says Venom teaser trailer. Oh well, yeah, but that's that wasn't not that wasn't part of the trailer itself. That trailer. was just like somebody putting shit together on YouTube. But for the actual trailer, they have the letter V, right? It kind of yeah. like morphs right. out of his face, and that V is the V from the Venom logo, right. which is a good logo, by mm-hmm. the way. Right. Anyway, so Ian, that, that's our positive. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, very quickly, let's do some polynomics. But I, I will say this. I was thinking, polynomics, does that name even make sense? Because what are polynomics? It's the 10-point scale of our excitement and then 10-point scale of our expectation. Right. But aren't, it's based on the word economics. Doesn't that have to do with, like, money? Oh, Matt, it makes no sense. Yeah, it was an off-the-cuff joke to insult Paul years and years ago, hmm. and it's just turned into so we still the way that how we, we feel things. about movies. Are we uh, are are we listening to music over there, Ian? Or are we podcasting? We're we're checking Twitter. <laughs> so, polynomics for Venom based on the based Eagle on Eye the Two teaser trailer. The what? The Eagle Eye 2 now, teaser trailer. Now, you're going to have to watch Eagle Eye. Like, I've seen that movie, and I wouldn't even have come up with that deep pool. You don't need to watch the movie. Just watch the Eagle no, Eye 2 trailer. No, you need to watch it because you haven't seen it, but you've... No, yeah, I've only seen the trailer. You've breathed uh, life into it. It's a second second time for it around. My, my expectation is... A five. I don't think Sony's going to be able to really hold their own with this without Marvel guiding them through these properties. Um, my excitement, three. Eh, like show me, show me the fucking monster, show me Venom, show me the namesake of the movie, and then like, then 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 I'll consider raising my excitement. But so far, like I'm not a big Tom Hardy guy to begin with. So you're giving me a movie of Tom Hardy doing basic action stuff. And two. a crazy Excitement accent. Excitement said it too. No excitement. So five and two. Five and two. Um, I don't expect this movie to be all that great. Um, might have some entertaining stuff. Probably a five. I'm not very excited. That trailer didn't excite me. I'm going to need more than just what we got. I'll give it a three. A three for uh, excitement. Yeah, a three for excitement, and I expect it to do five. Yeah. See, I'm probably more excited than I think it's going to actually be. Like, I, yeah. I probably am like thinking 
because I want to see what Venom looks like, and I I just want like I'm there's a curiosity that kind of has me a little bit like interested. I think they'd have to go real horror to make him look as cool and as scary as Venom is written in the comic books. Right. He'd almost have to look like the alien, you know? Right. Which I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure that they're going to do something like that, that outside of the box. Right. But, I mean, when you think about Venom, you think the tongue and the drool and the teeth and all that shit. Are we going to get something that extreme and spider-man we're, we're getting like probably none, none of, of that. those things right so uh but i'm still interested who knows maybe they'll pull it off and he'll look incredible so uh i'm probably for excitement at about a four uh my expectations are not very good because i i do think that it's missing the the, the fundamental thing that makes venom Venom and that's Spider-Man and making him the bad guy and I think that this isn't going to be that at all so I think for expectation about a two yikes that's what's so that's scary about this number. movie <laughs> two and a four four and a two take it how you want it so in other movie news much to the chagrin of uh, POC warriors, two white men have been granted the keys to the Star Wars kingdom. Um, What's POC warriors? People, people of color. Color warriors. Oh, social justice warriors, I guess. But I saw a lot of, like, I can't believe they didn't give this to a black person. Um, DB Weiss and. Uh, Weiss and David Benioff, David Benioff and DB Weiss uh, have been given a Star Wars trilogy, much the same way Ryan Johnson has been given a Star Wars trilogy. Just giving those things out, man. Can huh? I stop you right there? Yeah, it's not a Star Wars trilogy; it's a series of movies. So it could be more than a trilogy. It could be two movies. It could be ten movies. That's true. And and also, is Bob two a Iger. series? Can you I have a series of two? I don't know. I don't know. You might want to Google that. Uh, but uh, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, said that uh, apparently these guys had a very specific time when this series is going to take place. Um, which kind of leads me... It It's... I have a hunch that this is going to be your Knights of the Old Republic era, like ancient times Star Wars yeah as opposed to I think Ryan Johnson's stuff is probably gonna take place around the same time of the Star Wars that we currently know but it's gonna be in a in a different corner of the see I disagree with that galaxy okay I think Ryan Johnson's is gonna take place 20 years after episode 9 oh yeah it'll be the uh, the little broom kid yeah it'll be it'll be broom kid but yeah, I, I you know, no, I don't want to paint Benioff and Weiss into a corner, but it does kind of make sense that they would do kind of sword sorcery old medieval Republic style Star style Wars. coming from you know being the showrunners for Game of Thrones all this time. Right? Have they ever done anything before Game of Thrones? Like, what is their filmography? I'm not really familiar. 
Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I mean, I guess in a way, that's all you kind of need. And that's all they've been doing for what seven years now. Yeah. So probably longer because the lead up to the first season yeah. probably was a little bit longer. I mean, these guys seem like that's a pretty legitimate credential, I think, to take on you know Star Wars. Like, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, I realize that Star Wars is essentially the pinnacle when it comes to. Uh, kind of long form episodic film storytelling but I mean Game of Thrones ain't no slouch so this seems like a pretty natural fit to me yeah I was just kind of wondering if there was anything Uh, else that we could point to David Benioff wrote 25th Hour he wrote with Edward Norton with Edward Norton he wrote X-Men Origins Ooh. He wrote some episodes of It's Always Sunny. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Give him Star Wars. Something called The Kite Runner. He was involved in Troy. So, he's got some got some big names on his resume. Some good, some bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like everyone. May as well just give it to David Goyer while you're at it. Oh, David Goyer. <laughs> let's, let's not give it to David Goyer. So... So okay, we're getting a, a new set of of Star Wars movies. Do you think they're like? Do you really think they're gonna? Is that far enough to go back, and still keep themselves separate from the prequel? Isn't it thousands of years? Yeah, before? it's it's like it's a, that far back. Yeah, or a thousand or something. Maybe no, it was for a thousand generations. Generations. That's like thousands of years. Yeah, this shit. Thousands of hundreds. Right. Or well. How long is a generation? 25 Make years? math mm. podcast. <laughs> Thousands of 25 this. years. The McMath cast? McMath. So, I think that seems like a good era. It's an era that a lot of hardcore Star Wars fans want Disney to, uh, to explore because of the popularity of the video games, which... I enjoyed the first couple video games, but then once it turned into an online thing, Knights of the Old Republic online or whatever the fuck they called it, I felt like it, it, when you turn into an online game, it loses its storytelling nature, right? Like when it was a single player game, it was still like a story that was unfolding and that's what, you know, Star Wars is. It's not about, it's not an MMO. Right, but so, the important part is that you like those characters, that era, the general look of it. Uh, well, that's one of the things. I and actually, we're guessing here, too. Like They haven't said any no, no, of that. No, no, no. This is all speculation. I, I will say that I don't like the general look of Knights of the Old Republic as we know it now because I don't feel like it has ever felt ancient enough. It felt ancient when uh, they explored that, that era of Star Wars in... Um, Tales of the Jedi, the Dark Horse comic from the early 90s or maybe it was the mid 90s. Uh, and there was, if you look at those comics, there was um, a very uh, primitive version of like lightsabers and, and other technology that just felt different. It felt like so early version of you know the Star Wars that we kind of know from the movies, and I, I never felt like Knights of the Old Republic felt far removed enough 
to to be that old, to be thousands of generations old. So for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, please do yourselves a favor. Check out Tales of the Jedi. It's so good. So Matt, give me the elevator pitch for Knights of the Old Republic because I don't know anything about it. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic is a um, uh, role-playing video game. That Just give me the story. Jeez. Uh, well, it's it's a what's what's it about? Like, who are the main characters? What's their goal? Who well, do it's they a role-playing fight? game, so you are the main character. Like, there isn't a main character. You're it, it's based on you. You basically create the character, and uh, the main bad right, so guy. It's isn't based on a Jedi. Yeah, more or less, and you have to choose like light side, dark side. How do you fit into the greater story? What I will tell you is the main bad guy. His name is um, uh, Darth Revan. Oh, wait, there was another guy, Darth Malak, and he was the guy that had like kind of that metal jaw that like didn't move. Do you know what I'm talking about that? No, nope. look, I know nothing cool about this looking character. Um, and it's like ancient Sith stuff and, um, basically the game is like you start out as kind of a nobody and you slowly like learn your force powers and you travel the galaxy and you meet people. It's, it's a very like dense game that requires a lot of kind of exploring and things just sort of unfold as you go along, but there's not like a real strong narrative, um, so to speak, although probably other people that remember the game would probably disagree, but I, I don't really remember other than like the main villains were Darth Revan and Darth Malak. And a lot of people say that, uh, the look of Kylo Ren was based on Darth Revan. Uh, but they're very cool looking character designs, uh, from, yeah. And that picture looked like Lord Zed from it, from that quick flash. That but anyway, like Lord Zed. who knows? <clears throat> if if that's the direction they'll go. I feel like if they do go Knights of the Old Republic, they may kind of scrap a lot of the stuff that came before. Or or, or who knows, maybe not, but um, kind of do their own thing. I don't know, maybe they're... I guess I've seen that before. Um, I guess they're big... Maybe they're big dorks, and they're, they know about all this stuff. Right, like, well, they took the Game of the Thrones, you know, material yeah. and... and made a show out of it so maybe they would take the video games and make movies out of it, it and this, these are definitely movies this this isn't going to be yes yes, yes definitely movies definitely movies definitely a series uh they they were i think careful not to say trilogy as a matter of fact i think we may see the ryan johnson trilogy morph into the you might have like two eras of Star Wars. I I'm sort of this is my my hunch where Star Wars is going under Disney. You're gonna have the um, Game of Thrones guys doing their era of Star Wars, and then you're gonna have the Ryan Johnson era, which is kind of the era that we all know. And um, no, I don't think that it is. What? The Ryan Johnson era is not the era we all know. What do you mean? 
Are you, are you th- being a smartass? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm being I a smartass saying I don't acknowledge the Ryan Johnson era. Yeah, I think we've seen the era of Star Wars that we all know. Yeah, you mean Ryan Johnson era, the current rape is going to continue, right? Yeah, or, somehow or, or twenty years yeah. advanced, yeah. but like the same general, like not a hundred years, a thousand years into the future. I think it's going to be like mm-hmm. that time period, and then the the Game of Thrones guys are going to be a, like thousands of years separated. I, I I'm sort of starting to think maybe they'll sprinkle in the the one-offs, you know, like after Solo, depending on how it performs. I think if Solo kind of bombs by you know Star Wars standards, they those are high standards. They are high standards, but you know Disney didn't pay four and a half billion dollars for these movies to bomb, and I think that what would you consider a bomb out of Solo? Um. I don't know. Maybe like. Do you think that opening million worldwide? Do you think that opening weekend it doesn't crack a hundred mil? I think that's possible. Really? Don't you? Um, I don't think so. You, you think I think that it definitely. Will? I think that it still could make a hundred mil. I'm not willing to bet I, my life on it. But. I think it probably will, but I think it's possible that it won't. I think it's coming out when there's going to be more competition and, mm-hmm. and you know, The Last Jedi left a bad taste in a lot of hardcore fans' mouths and, uh, you know, they're probably going to lead the charge for, like, negative PR for Star Wars in general. And um, Well, do you not think that maybe that the bad taste left in the mouth by the Ryan Johnson version of Star Wars, don't you think that might have a whiplash effect where it's like oh well i i don't like that other stuff but this is from a different director in a different era of star wars that i do know that era with a character that i do know and with characters that we do know and like i'll give that a shot maybe i mean yeah i I, I think you you can can, i can only talk from my perspective which that's how i feel i'm more prone to give this a chance than the next time Ryan Johnson's out there, I'm going to be like, eh, maybe not opening night. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that's a valid way to look at it, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, we knew who Luke Skywalker was too and, you know, weren't real happy with how he was portrayed. It, you sure. know, like, maybe yeah, it's, it could maybe be it's a not real... Ryan Johnson, maybe it's Disney. I don't, I don't know. Uh, wh- Disney I, I, was able to do a pretty good job with Rogue One and... There's a lot the Force Awakens. On, yeah, like there's a lot riding good. on the Han Solo movie. I think it's going to really shape a lot of people's opinions of uh, Star Wars, like going forward. Even though it's a one-off in yeah. every sense of the word, like the director, those cast members, like they're not coming back for another Han Solo movie. If it's bad, after a lot of people considered the Last Jedi to be bad, I mean. Yeah, I two in a row is really rough. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right, because maybe the people that would lump those two things in might not see that they're from vastly different parts of the Star Wars universe yeah. well, created Ian, by... Well, let me ask you this. Yes. What if Han Solo, the movie, is, is bad? How do you feel about going into episode nine? Um, I'm still in. I like the last time J.J. had the controls for a Star Wars movie. I 
do like the characters of you know Ray Finn Poe. Love all those characters, and I'd I'd be in. I'd still be in. Okay. But as I mentioned before, the next Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie, I I'll see it. I'm not going to say it. Like, oh, I'm not going to spend my money. I'm fucking seeing it opening weekend. But I'm not going. Like, do you think Ryan Johnson though, like. Can can night. learn things though from like the reaction to his movie. I don't think he gives a shit or gives a fuck, like or else he would have given a fuck this time. Like he he everything that I've read that Ryan Johnson has said has basically been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked what I did and I stand bes- behind my work and that's cool. That's fine. I I like my creators to say things like that, but man, it was a pretty pretty divisive film. I think I think he he just genuinely views that properly dip that property different than we do and that's fine yeah like i i appreciate that but it just kind of sucks that it wasn't it wasn't what we wanted yeah like it, it it wasn't in line with how we view that property so if solo does poorly i don't think that reflects anything on JJ or Ryan Johnson. And and it is in all sense what? of the word. Like I know it's connected to the greater Star Wars universe, but none of those people are coming back for another movie, especially if it does bad. But if, if it, it does, does really good, maybe it will come true, back. But it, it maybe just, they'll come back. My worry it, is that like I want I want that Ewan McGregor Obi Wan movie. And I don't want Solo to do so bad that they're like, All right, we're scrapping stories and we're gonna just push everything into the Weiss Benioff stuff. I want that Obi-Wan movie. I think that we're still going to get the Obi-Wan movie. I really do. Like, I don't think... None of that, that's... But that's all speculation still. Mm, Not... I mean, it's a little more than just speculation. Like, Ewan McGregor has acknowledged there have been talks about it with Disney. Uh, So it... It's just a matter of time. It's just... It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Too many people want it and he w- is willing to do it. He wants to revisit the character. Liam Neeson has said he wants to come back as Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, it's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And, and even that, like, is a different story and a different set of events than Han Solo. Han so- the Solo movie is, like, something made out of whole cloth, like completely separate and kind of disconnected because none of those, no, like this story and none of those actors have ever been associated with Star Wars before. But you, when you're bringing in Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson, like those are people that we've seen before that we liked before. Right. They have a proven track record. Right. So it's it's a little. Each case is a little different, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think so too. I. I very much wish that, you know, this Memorial Day, we were looking forward to the Obi-Wan movie yeah. and not the Han Solo movie. Uh, I, It's just easier. I mean, it's so difficult to, to plug in a, a brand new actor and try to have him become somebody else, you know, that we all know and love. But I got the new Entertainment Weekly this week and he was on the cover uh-huh. and our olden Aaron Reich. Right. He looked pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, I know that we beat up his acting all like three lines of it last week. And it was bad. But he looked good on the cover of a magazine. He what didn't look like, good on the cover? No, he looked good. No, no, I'm asking what, you what, what did not look what good. What did on not the cover. look good? 
I don't know what what didn't look good when you they s- said the funniest Star Wars movie yet. Ugh. No, that, one is, likes that. that isn't good. Yeah, right. Star like, Wars is ne- should but it's never be as a if, comedy right. or be the funniest. Yeah, I thought they were Star gonna Wars not movie. lean I mean, hard into that. You know that. what though? A movie about Han Solo. Okay, it can be the funniest Star Wars, but like after coming out of um, the Last Jedi, that had some really poorly implemented humor. Uh, maybe that's not the correct way to try to sell this movie. Or maybe, you know what, maybe maybe a headline on an Entertainment Weekly cover isn't exactly selling the movie. It's just, it's just sharing info. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think Alden Ehrenreich looks bad. I'm just questioning his acting ability. Well, we'll see. His, not even his acting ability, but his ability to like fill those shoes. Those are big shoes. Old Harrison Ford shoes. Yeah, it's it's not even. I mean, yeah, it's, it's acting ability, but there is a certain X factor, certain charisma that uh, is going to be really tough for that guy to try to tap into because Harrison Ford is special. You know, like you're, you're not you're not trying to imitate. Um, I don't know, like Alec Guinness, for example, an accomplished actor or whatever. But like there is there is a special something. I mean, let's face it. Harrison Ford has is the the biggest movie star of all time. He just is like, look at his track record and the, the money that his movies have made. He's the biggest fucking movie star ever. And uh, to try to like fill those shoes is is so difficult and not just from like oh does he talk like him does he look like him it, it's does he have that special something that's what it's going to come down to yeah I'd, I'd like I'd like a little more info on what Weiss and Benioff are going to be doing I think doing Game of Thrones alone is is enough of a credit to their work to get a job like this um so I and it's they it sounds like they're dorky. They know nerdy stuff. We, you know, they've shepherded Game of Thrones like Game of Thrones was a forgotten book franchise right. until they launched this T V series. So like I don't think there's any reason for anyone to be upset about these guys getting this. Well trailer. the only thing is I understand neither one of them are women. And neither one of them are black. And this is the year of of black people and women. But, like, they've got a good <laughs> resume. They've got a good resume. Maybe Ava DuVernay... Are people that upset? Like, I, yeah, I mean, my, I haven't read shit, my, so my I don't really My Twitter was know. lit up with, you know, how come how come uh, Patty Jenkins or Ava DuVernay or Ryan Coogler didn't get this job. They give it to two fucking white guys. They're fucking Jewish. That counts for something. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe Ryan Coogler didn't want to do it. Maybe Ava DuVernay didn't want to do it. So, like, don't jump immediately on the social justice warrior bandwagon. Just be happy that they're giving a Star Wars. They're giving Star Wars movies to people that have done really good work on, you know, a fantasy product. Right. Like that's that's enough. Like, we're we're getting like accomplished creators working on this stuff like that's good enough for me 
Um, yeah. Those guys should do uh, Willow movies, the Willow sequel mm-hmm. movies. Now, does Lucas That'll film, be awesome. Or does does Disney own Willow, the property? Uh, I, I don't no know. Idea. I know we've talked about this yeah, before. Anyway, I, you know what? Let's talk about a different fantasy product uh, before we sign off for the night, Ian. And that is Masters of the Universe. Uh, th- this is a, a franchise that is just kind of trying it it like stops and stutters and never kind of gets out of the gate they keep trying to get this movie made how many different directors have bowed out now three a lot is this movie gonna get made ian uh i feel like yes is it gonna get made and be something that we all enjoy Eh, i don't know should it be made I would like to see Masters of the Universe hit the silver screen one more time. I think that it's such a rich world. It has such great characters and a great story. And I think that there is a fan base of old fans and new fans yet to discover it that are right there for the taking. But I don't know if it's... I mean, like... Everybody likes sci-fi. People love medieval stuff. You know, we were just we just got done talking about a sort of mashup of, you know, sci-fi and medieval minds coming together. That's what Masters of the Universe is built on is is that kind of thing. And I I don't know why it couldn't work on the silver screen and why we can't get a director and a writer to stay on the project for longer than 5 seconds. It's, it's just weird. Paul, do you think it should be made? No. No? Is it because you don't want to see them fuck it up? Yeah, I have no I have no faith that 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 they're they're going to do anything right. Just stop all production. Stop everything. Just Who has the rights just to write this? it off? What studio? Is it Paramount? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know who it is. Um, but I could tell well, you. Wait, no, be, be no. It, shouldn't it be Warner Brothers? Why? Oh, because maybe don't it is they Warner have Brothers? Because David Boyer is attached to it. Well, don't they have because DC was able to yeah. do the uh, He-Man DC matchup? Yeah. Well, then definitely no. They should not make this definitely movie. Definitely not. Absolutely not. Um, well, like I don't. I don't trust David Goyer making this movie because I don't think he's a fan of the product. I think he's. I think he probably has video of some Warner Brothers exec like fucking a little girl and murdering her. And that's how he keeps getting all these fucking peachy jobs at Warner Brothers. He made Blade and he's been getting jobs ever since he wrote uh, for Blade. And his and his track record is Didn't he write The Dark Knight? I he, think he co-wrote it with the Nolans. Okay. So Cuz that's kind of good, right? Yeah, and I'm not saying he he's not he capable like kind of, stuff. <laughs> of doing good work, but like like I I don't think David Goyer is a guy that's going to shepherd a Masters of the Universe movie yeah, to the masses with the love and care I'd, that I'd like a more fantastical mind to handle Masters. Like I don't like want Guillermo it to be dark and gritty. I just don't. Like right. Why don't why Guillermo don't... del Toro do it? <sighs> yeah. I th- I think he could do a good job, but that's not going to happen. It's going to be, it's currently David Goyer. Yeah, and like I I don't think I just don't think they're going to get it right. The only reason oh is they're he making, the current guy? I thought he bowed out. 
No, no, he's currently. Okay. He's currently doing it. And like I I just don't this is the they're like, "Well, hey, what do we have in what do we own that we can make money from? Hey, this made a lot of money. Let's roll this out." It doesn't feel like there's anyone that really wants to be involved. Kellen Lutz has been the only person that's wanted to be involved in this property. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to use him. He was the big diesel vampire in the Twilight movies. Okay. Um, I think he was in, he was in some kind of barbarian movie not too long ago, but like he, yeah, he wants to be he man and he, he could pull it off. He's a big muscular guy. He can get on the Henry Cavill diet and, you know, work out and bulk up and I think he could do it, but he like, he's just a like C-list actor at this point that's just like, Hey, I'd like to do this. Mm-hmm. He has no pull to make this happen, yeah. and like, I think who they're just gonna fuck it up. It's not gonna be good. Maybe they don't fuck it up as bad as the the only Masters of the Universe movie is fucked up. But like, I just don't think it's, it's gonna hard be good. Just just to stop not it. fuck it up. Just stop it as badly as right. that movie is. I mean, ugh. yeah. I, I mean, like, there's. <sighs> There, there is precedent for, you know, the kind of you know fantasy medieval type storytelling with Game of Thrones, and like that's that's the buzzword for a Masters movie now. It's well, Game of Thrones. Look how successful Game of Thrones is. Make it like Game of Thrones, and yeah, you can do that. But Game of Thrones was like a sleeper hit. Game of Thrones was on the air, and then people were like, "Holy fuck, this shit's really good." Like it, it was had driven time. by two guys that out of their sheer force of their will pushed this to HBO said, this is the show that we want to make because we're passionate and we have a vision for this. Now it just kind of feels like David Goyer, he's just a hired gun. He's in there, write a script and he's like, all right, you know, right. And fucking shit. I don't think there's, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be shepherded by the people that need to shepherd it. So just cut it out. Cut it out. Don't do it. Yeah, do, I think don't make it. I think that the uh him being attached to it as a writer doesn't instill a whole lot of hope, but um more importantly, it's like who's gonna end up directing it and what's the overall like kind of visual tone gonna be because he meant such a visual uh property. I I'm all for it being made. I want them to make it because it should be made because it's such a great character and it it should translate great to the to the screen i just you know obviously that's a big if like who if are they going to do that or are they going to make it grim and gritty or yeah stupid but then there's, or whatever then like there's if, weird there's weird aesthetics like even the even the dc uh the dc comics that i that i liked the sword was this like big giant goofy anime ass thing. Yeah. Like the He Man outfit. Like he's got these like leggings and these metal like shin guards and stuff because a guy in twenty eighteen can't run around in fucking hairy panties. I get it. It's a shame. It's a damn <laughs> shame. That's just his pubes. <laughs> <laughs> I very, get it. Very hairy. 
I get it, but it's it's like I think they're just gonna go so far off brand and like so far off like the design aesthetic for a lot of what these characters are. You would think in the day and age where Marvel just makes all of its male superheroes into just sex objects, you would think that they would be able to pull that off with He-Man and like just the sheer volume of homoerotic material that they have like yeah, why can't they do that wait, wait, what what <laughs> but it's not marvel's not doing that chris evans they're not chris evans and that guy that played bucky they're, they're fully clothed shirtless all they're the fully time clothed. not all, they're, they're all never when kissing. they're running they're never kissing <laughs> There's no no one wants That's to not see, what uh, Tumblr no one, tells me. Right. Tumblr doesn't want to see He-Man kiss anyone. You don't because want Because he's supposed he's he, because he looks too gay to kiss anyone. If there was a if there was a He-Man movie, there would instantly be Man at Arms He-Man fanfic on deck. Only only if they were the straightest arrows in those movies. That's why people want Sam and Dean to fuck. Because there's nothing gay about those two characters whatsoever. Same with Bucky and Cap. Those are the straightest fucking arrows. Like, and He-Man can't be the straightest arrow in the hairy panties. In the, you know, the almost bare chest. In the Dutch boy Except haircut. Except for, yeah, the Dutch boy hair, <laughs> haircut just, just makes it all. It's the cherry on top of the gay Sunday. Uh, Paul, if they are going to make this, if, if you are allowed to select the director who directs this movie. Guillermo del Toro. You don't think he would bring a little too much darkness to the to the property? I think it should be dark. I, th- I think it yeah. should be dark, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think he, he, he knows how to handle the heart and the emotion of a movie. And I... Yeah, I think it should be dark. It's fucking creepy. He would and nail a lot of the creatures and all of Skeletor's henchmen. That is pretty frightening. And it would shit. give him the bad yeah. guy is a fucking yellow skeleton-headed beefcake. Yeah, they're like the the bad guys are yeah. fucking terrifying, and they they yeah. should be terrifying. And like I think it would give him a great opportunity to work the juxtaposition the juxtaposition between. Um, the light side of Eternia and the dark side, uh-huh. and really, mm-hmm. really dig into the mythology of Eternia in the world, and you know, like the Eternians and the castle and how bright and great that is, and then you flip it over to Snake Mountain and just how scary it is, yeah. how terrifying it is. Because I don't, I don't want them to just be cool looking bad guys. I want to be afraid of them. Yeah, like I. Kind of want to be uncomfortable when Beast Man is on screen. Ian, who who's directing your version of this movie? Well, I think Paul he he changed my mind, man. He flipped me. Yeah, I think Guillermo del Toro would uh, do a really good job. I, I can. I'm just sitting here imagining like Clawful and Merman and how disturbing and weird those yeah. designs could be. Yeah, that I would be really on board with that. Yeah, I would so be. I I'm I'm in, man. Who I, were you I, gonna say? Um, I was thinking, but as you were talking, I was like, yeah, that would be pretty pretty cool to see all the henchmen all fucked up, and then say it does really well. Then you have all the snake men, maybe in a sequel. You have Hordak and the evil yeah. horde in a third one. 
there's so much stuff. It's so rich and, and there's such a great history. It's just a shame that it isn't being used and that there isn't somebody with a vision and passion for He-Man. It's a shame that we're just fucking idiots in a basement and we can't go out and make this movie. Yeah, that's that's my big problem. I don't think anyone's going to be able to do it the way I want to do it. And I definitely don't want another Transformers franchise on my hands. Matt, who do you think should direct He-Man? I, I had a few guys in mind. It's really hard to argue against Guillermo del Toro, but uh, I'm going to say Sam Raimi would be a really good That's a good one. A really good pick. I think He-Man is is wacky enough of a property where he would bring a little bit of that whimsy to it that he kind of brings to all of his stuff, but at the same time, he has such a... a prominent background in horror as well so he could also bring kind of the scary as well as kind of the the crazy zany wackiness um and it seems like you know the when he worked on spider-man he, he had such a reverence for the property and and a respect for it uh the way that he treated it when he you know first took on you know the responsibility of of that character which you know at the time that was such a big deal versus like you know what it means to make a superhero movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if he had the same kind of approach to the He-Man property, he could really knock it out of the park. Um, so yeah, I think Sam Raimi would also be a very, very solid uh, choice. Yeah, I... I, I I'd love to see it done right, but I just don't think it's going to be done right, and I've been burned. Like you if know, you we've t- been burned by that first G.I. Joe movie, every Transformers movie, the, the, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie. I didn't see the second one. Didn't, the second one was all right. second one's pretty good. Didn't so, Guillermo del Toro make uh, uh, Blade Two? Yes. And yeah. written by David Goyer. There's your combo right there. Did you, li- <laughs> did you like Blade 2? I did like Blade 2. Well, there you go. You'll like He-Man. You'll and, like Masters and, of the And he liked it so much. Goyer liked it so much. And Guillermo del Toro liked it so much. They're like, ah, let's turn this into The Strain. Let's do a whole TV series on this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Guillermo del Toro and um, his co-writer did The Strain. And... Like, not in the Del Toro camp. He did Hellboy 2, which I don't think was... It wasn't the Hellboy that I wanted. No, but it had the visuals that you want. Yeah, I can't put my finger on why that one didn't work, where the first one I watch almost every year I watch the first Hellboy. Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of it had to do with the the romance between Hellboy and Liz because it never happens in the comics. Yeah. And like Hellboy's going to be a dad at the end of the second one and it was just kind of like it was too it was almost too bright. And like, like the, the first the, one is all gray. Yeah. Like it's the it's very desaturated. It, it wasn't just feels rooted like enough World War 2 type, you know, thing. It wasn't rooted enough in the real world. I know that sounds crazy, but like Hellboy's all about um, myths and legends and you know witches and things that yeah, are like stories that are told but it was just like the underground he's, elf empire which yeah like weird. Hellboy's all about fighting monsters in the real world yeah but 
the whole second movie, he was fighting monsters in Monster World. Yeah, and that was kind of stupid. Yeah, it kind of took Hellboy out of Hellboy's element. So, Guillermo del Toro, not without his flaws, but... It was the Karate Kid 2 version of Hellboy. Man, do I love Karate Kid 2, though. Yeah, see? Maybe love you gotta it. maybe you gotta be a little easier on Hellboy too. Maybe, maybe. I'd like to I'd like to go go sit down and watch them. So as much as I love the He Man property, I'd almost I'd almost want an HBO series. Mm-hmm. Let them really just flesh it out because if they make a movie, it's just gonna be money grab. So one last question. Did they you know how they remade the karate kid? Yeah. Did they do a sequel to that no. or okay. No, because it was terrible. Because Jack It On and Jack It Off is <laughs> is fucking stupid. You jack it off. <laughs> I do. I jack it off quite a bit. And on that note, Ian. That will do no it, com- I guess. No comments on Karate Kid? I never even saw no, the Jason I'm not as big, Kid. Like, I'm well, not wait, as big wait, as... Wait, 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 wait. Did you hear what he just said, Ian? What? what, what? He said, I never even saw it. Right, the the Jaden Smith version oh, of the Karate Kid. I've never seen that one either. You guys, this you guys really. But why like is that indictment on me? Because you just talked about how it was fucking stupid or whatever. Because it was stupid, but you didn't see it. I've heard enough about it. I saw and the it. whole the jacket on jacket off thing. Like I get the play off of wax on wax off, but wax off wax on wasn't written in that script to be a fucking jerk off reference. Like what? the over the top jacket on jacket off was like i don't uh, think so honestly i don't think it was i don't think it was i don't think it was written in to be a a jerk off reference with that said the movie was dumb uh you know the kid goes to china right he's learning the ancient you know ways of uh martial arts in china which happens to be kung fu What's the movie called? The Karate Kid. Kung yeah. Fu Kid. Yeah. Like then that, that that's that's what I was gonna say. Wasn't there a thing where like he's not even doing karate, he's Correct. doing kung fu in that movie? Yep. So I don't I've I've read enough about that movie over the years that I don't need to see it to know to know that it's full of flaws. It's I mean, the, the kid obviously has like no charisma. He's you just hate him. Um, but Jackie Chan's good in it. Jackie Chan brings Jackie like a Chan's very always good performance. Rush hour, fantastic. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, wow. That I think I think of all the remakes in all the world, that one is the one that just bothers me the most. <laughs> Do you have one, Ian, that just kind of like, just one that really sticks out? Like, God, why did they remake this? I can't really say it, no. Well, yeah, you know what? We'll be back here next week. <laughs> Come back and you give us the one okay. next week. That's something for the listeners to look forward to. Oh, it's a tease. Much like Venom. But don't expect us to actually tell you what remakes are our least favorites <laughs> by the by the Sony theory of teases. Yeah, right. That's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time.